Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 1st of May, 2023. In InfoSec news this week, a new version of the Viper Soft X information-stealing malware has been discovered with a broader range of targets, including targeting the KeyPass and 1Password password managers specifically. This report coming from researchers at Trend Micro, who state that the Viper Soft X family now targets more cryptocurrency wallets than before, can infect different browsers besides Chrome, and is also starting to target password managers. Finally, the newest version of the information-stealing malware features stronger code encryption and features to evade detection by security software. Viper SoftX is an information-stealing malware which steals various data from infected machines. The malware is also known to install a malicious extension named Venom SoftX on Chrome browsers. In the latest version, analyzed by Trend Micro, the targeted browsers now include Brave, Edge, Opera and Firefox. This malware was first documented back in 2020 as a JavaScript-based rat or remote access trojan and cryptocurrency hijacker. However, in November last year, Avas issued a report that Vipersoft X was circulating a new, much more potent version. Trend Micro reported that the malware targets both the consumer and enterprise sectors, with Australia, Japan and the United States, India, Taiwan, Malaysia, France and Italy accounting for over 50% of the detected activity. Based on the observation made by analysts in the report, the malware typically arrives as software cracks, activators or key generators, hiding within otherwise benign appearing software. Trend Micro also reports that the malware is now checking for files associated with two password managers, namely 1Password and KeyPass version 2, attempting to steal data stored in their browser extensions. The new version employs several anti-detection, anti-analysis and stealth boosting features, starting with link library sideloading to execute on the target system in the context of a trusted process, avoiding the raising of many alarms. Upon arrival, the malware also checks for specific virtualization and monitoring tools such as VMware or Process Monitor and antivirus products like Windows Defender and ESET before proceeding with its usual infection routine. To quote the report, we have also found that each sideloader link library has its own pair of executable and byte maps, and a decryption attempt returns an incorrectly rearranged shellcode if used with another Vipersoft-related executable. This ensures that the shellcode will not be decrypted without the correct link library, since the latter contains the correct bitemap. Finally, the Vipersoft X version analyzed most recently features a new communication blocker on web browsers, making C2 infrastructure analysis and malicious traffic detection much harder. An advanced persistent threat group known as Dragon Breath or Golden Eye Dog is demonstrating a new trend of using several complex variations of the classic link library sideloading technique in order to evade detection. These attack variations begin with an initial vector which leverages a clean application, most often Telegram, which sideloads a second stage payload, sometimes also clean, which in turn sideloads a malicious malware loader link library. The lure for victims is typically a trojanized version of Telegram, Let's VPN, or WhatsApp for Android, iOS, and Windows, which in many cases have been localized for people in China. These trojanized applications are believed to be promoted primarily using SEO poisoning and malvertising. Link library sideloading is a technique exploited by attackers since early 2010, taking advantage of the insecure way Windows loads link libraries, or DLLs, required by an application. The attacker places a malicious link library with the same name as a legitimate, required link library in an application's directory. 
When the user launches the executable, Windows prioritizes the local malicious link library over the one in system folders. The attacker's link library then contains malicious code, which loads, giving the attacker privileges or running commands on the host by exploiting the trusted signed application, which is loading it. The command in this case runs a renamed version of regserver32.exe in order to execute a renamed link library and supply it with a dat file as input. The dat file contains JavaScript code for execution by the script, and the JavaScript code launches the Telegram app user interface in the foreground while installing various sideloading components in the background. Next, the installer loads a second stage application using a clean dependency to load a second clean application as an intermediate attack stage. This so-called double link library sideloading technique achieves evasion, obfuscation and persistence, making it much harder for defenders to adjust to specific attack patterns and effectively shield their networks, according to the report. In all observed attack variations, the final payload link library is decrypted from a text file and executed on the system. This payload is a backdoor supporting several commands such as system reboot, registry key modification, fetching files, stealing clipboard content, the execution of commands in a hidden terminal window and more. In summary, link library sideloading remains an effective attack method for hackers and one that Microsoft and developers have failed to address for over a decade now. The North Korean Kimsuki hacking group have been observed employing a new variation of their reconnaissance malware known as Recon Shark in a cyber espionage campaign with a global reach. Sentinel Labs have issued a report that the threat actor has expanded its targeting scope, now going specifically for government organizations, research centers, universities and think tanks in the US, Europe and Asia. In March this year, South Korean and German authorities issued warnings that Kim Suki, also known as Thallium, began spreading malicious Chrome extensions targeting Gmail accounts and an Android spyware which served as a remote access trojan. The group leverages well-crafted and personalized spear phishing emails in order to infect its victims with the Recon Shark malware, a tactic seen in all previous campaigns belonging to the threat group. These emails contain a link to the malicious password-protected document hosted on Microsoft OneDrive in order to minimize the chances of raising any alarms on email security tools. When the target opens the downloaded document and enables macros as instructed, the embedded Recon Shark malware is activated. After Microsoft disabled macros by default on downloaded Office documents, most threat actors have switched away to new file types for phishing attacks, such as ISO files or more recently OneNote documents. The authors of the report consider Recon Shark an evolution of Kim Suki's Baby Shark malware strain, which was also seen deployed by APT43, an overlapping North Korean cyber espionage group targeting U.S. organizations primarily. The exfiltration of the reconnaissance data gathered by the tool is direct, with the malware sending everything to the C2 server via HTTP POST requests without storing anything locally. Another capability of Recon Shark is to fetch additional payloads from the command and control server, which can give Kimsuki a better foothold on the infected system. To quote the release, in addition to exfiltrating information, Recon Shark deploys further payloads in a multi-stage manner, which are implemented as scripts such as VBS, HTA and Windows Batch, macro-enabled Microsoft Office templates or link library files. Recon Shark abuses WMI in order to collect information about the infected machine, such as running processes, battery data, etc. Kimsuki's level of sophistication and shape-shifting tactics blur the line that separates its operation from other North Korean groups, which conduct broader campaigns and therefore call for heightened vigilance. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.